business is the fuel that drives America. Innovation, hard work, risk, and reward. It's what many call the American dream, and we're bringing the dream to you. It's the Business Beyond the Boardroom Show with your host, Mark Steckman. So this question comes up quite a bit and has over the term of my entire career, and it is in regards to creating an effective CTA, which is abbreviation for call to action, which means getting your best, most profitable customer to actually take action and do whatever it is that you desire them to do. Now, in most cases today, in 2020, it is trying to get them to, of course, go to your website and or make a purchase. And sometimes you want to get them to go to your website uh, so that you can collect some information on them. Even if just getting them to go to your website, then you can retarget them with uh, retargeting tactics. But uh, more often than not, it's because you're trying to build an email list or you want to activate them in some type of capacity and obviously with the end goal being to get them to make a purchase of your product or your service and so calls to action you know vary based on the type of business that you operate the uh, size of the type of purchase that you're trying to initiate so for example call to action for a $50,000 transaction is going to be a whole lot different than a $15 transaction maybe for a pair of sunglasses, right? So you can activate somebody pretty quickly to make a buying decision with a social media ad, let's say a Facebook ad that says, uh, you know, buy these sunglasses today and get 10% off and it's a $15 transaction after that discount or whatever it is. Okay, so that type of call to action is oftentimes much more simple than a we want your $100,000 ad budget call to action. So if I, as a marketer, am trying to activate a business owner to consider my services as a marketer and they are spending, let's say, eight or $9,000 a month, you know, getting them to make that buying decision is going to be a lot longer process in of itself, but the actual call to action to get them to go to my website, to request more information or a, you know, a marketing analysis or consultation or things like that, those types of uh, products or services require a different thought process. And so I want to encourage you that if you're a business owner, whether you're a chiropractor or a roofer or uh, electrical contractor or you're selling sunglasses, to give thought to your call to action in terms of not worrying about necessarily am I excluding 85% of my audience trying to convert 15% uh, of my audience, but recognizing that Calls to action actually can be part of a branding messaging as well. So you're running a branding campaign, but you include a call to action. Part B is also that you'll want to run multiple different types of ad creatives with multiple different types of calls to action to find out which ones perform better. 
And I know this is, uh, it, it would seem like, hey, you're a marketer, Mark. <laughs> you should know exactly what call to action is going to work best. But I'm here to tell you that after years and years of experience, that's not always the case, even as an expert. Now, I can generally tell you what's going to perform better than something else. However, human beings uh, are, are very... Um, you know they're they're very complex uh, beings, and so you know we as marketers. I by the way, I have a background in psychology. That is what I studied at Michigan State, and so I understand the way the human brain works. I understand how uh, human consumption in the socio the um, psychology behind uh, purchases works, all of that kind of stuff. But the algorithm on Facebook, for example, uh, is a little different. And so how people interact on Facebook or listening to an ad on the radio or looking at a menu and seeing an ad on the bottom of the menu, all of those things are different in how people, the frame of mind that a person is in when they're engaging with your ad can also impact that as well. Now, here's an interesting point. Uh, Over the last two weeks, I started a Facebook campaign and that particular campaign, uh, I ran an A-B test exactly targeting the same people in the same geographic market all of the all of the uh, demographics and sociographic all of that stuff is the same in other words we're targeting exactly the same people with the exact same ad copy but yet I switched switched out the pictures so there are two different pictures running a B so a I figured was going to perform better because it was a brighter picture more powerful image I thought visually it would probably convey the message that I was trying to uh, convey better and uh, uh, add B I felt like was good but it just didn't have the same pop or zing to it as far as I was concerned now again uh, ran these ran this campaign for two weeks put a pretty healthy budget behind it and uh, today as a matter of fact on Facebook I posted a uh, graph from that campaign it's still an active campaign by the way I'm letting it run more than just two weeks but just wanted to give you an idea of what the campaign after two weeks looks like one of the ads is performing 15% better than the other again exact same targeting exact same geographic area exact same time that the ad the campaigns are running side to side exactly the same and uh, the only thing that's different is the picture in the ad and one of those ads is performing 15 percent better and here's the zinger <laughs> it's the one that i thought wasn't going to perform as good. So there you go. It's a perfect example. And you say, well, it's only 15%. And when you're talking about larger ad budgets or over time, that 15% makes a huge difference, not only in the reach because you're you're reaching that many more people but in how much you're spending you're spending more to reach those the the, the people as well so uh, from a financial side but also from an impression side and then from an activation side you know over time we'll see those results and and how those uh, change as well but in terms of this particular uh, two-week uh, Facebook ad campaign that's running right now. And by the way, I've been running Facebook ads since uh, 2009. So this is not my first campaign. And I have uh, oodles and oodles 
of examples that I could share with you where uh, the most simple campaigns performed the best and uh, oftentimes they were put out uh, you know, on, on the go, kind of like, oh, hey, we should do this. And uh, in other cases, you know, we've, we've had some where deep, well-thought-out strategies have performed uh, really, really well, and then in other cases, not as well. And the algorithm, by the way, on Facebook and Instagram is constantly changing and evolving by how people are interacting with the ads and with content. So, you know, there's something to be said about that. But uh, anyway, uh, this particular case is a great example of how you know your call to action is super important what you use for your call to action really is dependent on the business that you operate the product that you're you're trying to sell or the service that you're trying to sell how expensive or inexpensive that product or service is and who it is you're speaking to you know all of those things play a role in call to action and then at the same time you know, A-B testing not only your ad copy, your call to action, but also pictures and graphics and things like that really do make a big, big difference. And even though it may be a slight difference in this case that I just referenced, 15%, uh, 15% over time, you know, on a on a $10,000 ad budget or on a $100,000 ad budget or even on a $100 ad budget really does make a difference. And it can make a difference in just that one person who sees it and who could be your best, most profitable customer tomorrow. So give it some thought. And if you need help in regards to marketing, ideas, calls to action, ad copy, creative pictures you use in um, your uh, social media ads, or you just want to have somebody review what is being done uh, with your marketing budget currently. Maybe you've got another agency or somebody else handling it and you just want to see if it is performing at an optimal level. I can do that for you. Hop over to MarkSteckman.com or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn, any of those platforms. Or for that matter, if you're you know feeling old school and you want to pick up a phone, give me a call at 727-563-8875. I've got clients uh, not just here in the Tampa Bay area, but outside of the Tampa Bay area and can take care of your uh, digital marketing needs as a business literally anywhere in the United States. And I'd be happy to do that. I've got a great team surrounding me uh, that is um, brighter than I am, better looking than I am. And as a team, uh, we come together to probably put together one of the most competitive digital marketing um, strategies for our clients that anyone would be able to anywhere in the U.S. And I feel that great about our team. So anyway, that's it. I hope you have a terrific Thursday and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, I'd ask that uh, and I'd appreciate if you shared it with somebody you know that also needs to be thinking about their calls to action, their marketing, and how to get better results from their marketing dollars. All right, take it easy. Thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand podcast, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time anywhere in the U.S. simply by going to moneytalk1010.com. Or if you live in Tampa Bay on 103.1 FM, 92.1 FM, 1010 AM, or 99.5 HD2. Also, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, 
Instagram, or Twitter for more great business and marketing content. Or just hop over to my website, marksteckman.com. Thanks for listening and make it a great day.